You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode 47, Feng Shui for Katie Dalebout. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So in this episode, my friend Katie Dalebout, she just moved to New York actually, and she's the founder of the let it out podcast which used to be wellness wonderland and she also wrote a book called let it out that's published by hay house and she's really a wonderfully enthusiastic bubbly effervescent person and she has a wonderful podcast you should definitely check it out and um so anyway she moved here to new york and we thought it would be super fun to do a podcast and a collaborative one, because she's also going to be posting this on her um, podcast, and I'll be posting it on mine, and we'll do it at the same time. So it's a Let It Out Holistic Spaces collaboration. And um, so since Katie just moved to New York, we t- took some time to look at the feng shui of her new apartment. So I think it'll be super insightful. You'll learn more about Katie and, um, and I think we're going to have a follow-up to later on. We haven't done it yet. And it was also great to meet her boyfriend. He was there as well. So I hope this is enlightening and educational and you really get something from this. Hi, Katie. Hi, Angie. Thank you so much. Welcome to New York. I'm so, Thank ex- you. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here and specifically here with you. Like when you said that you would do this with me earlier this week, I was like feeling kind of stressed about moving and feeling like, I don't know if I made the right choice in the apartment, all the things. And as soon as you were like, oh yeah, I'll help you. It's going to be fine. I felt so cozy and so taken care of and like, so not feeling alone being here in the big city. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I think it's going to be really fun for our listeners to, one, hear about um, your life more personally from a feng shui perspective and to listen to a, a consultation as we go through it as best we yeah. can. You know, I'm really excited about that, too. And I think like my listeners have heard you on my podcast, maybe, or like if they're new to the podcast, haven't heard that episode because we recorded it a while ago and I'm so into feng shui and spaces are so important to me and like when we met I just connected with you so much that I'm really excited for them to hear what feng shui feng shui consultation actually is and through the lens of my life reality Mm -hmm. tv style I think this is like very (laughs) exciting (laughs) it's totally reality tv style yeah um and I think also it'll be really fun for you because um we did we did work on your last apartment but it was Two apartments we've worked on. Did we? Yeah, my first space and then the second one. Yes, and then, but this one is like going to be like a full-on thing where even off off the interview, we're going to kind of look at what kind of furniture you can buy in the space, and then we'll we'll do some kind of follow-up maybe afterwards. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Okay, so let's give everyone 
um, an overview. So one, I'll talk about what steps we'll do during the consultation and then, um, and then I'll ask you a bunch of questions. So okay. for everyone, including you, the overview mm-hmm. is we'll, first we'll just talk about what issues are going on in your life, um, what's surrounding this move, what's surrounding this new space, and what your wishes are. And then I'll ask you more questions about what you want to work on and what your wishes are to kind of pinpoint and to focus on what areas of feng shui we can look at to support those and to help those areas in your life grow. And then we'll look at the room and we'll post the floor plan online so people can see. And we'll talk about like why we're positioning some things where and how that helps you in your life specifically. Perfect. Okay. All right. I'm excited. This is like Yay. my favorite thing to do. So, and it's fun because it's kind of like a Katie interview for mm-hmm. once. Like yeah. you've done an, you've had someone interview you before, Sasha right? Sasha interviewed me oh, once. Oh, that's right. But there were, everyone really liked that episode because I think because I'm usually the one interviewing it's kind mm-hmm. of nice to see more about me so this I think will be interesting and good it's kind of like a follow-up to that because that was I'm about to move to New York and then now I'm here so oh, it's this perfect cool. mm-hmm. okay so why don't we first start with what inspired the move and and what your aspirations are for being here okay so ever since I was a kid my uncle lived in Manhattan and I came here to visit for the first time in third grade. And I was just always kind of enamored with New York. I thought it was the greatest city and I was really excited by it. And I just was kind of fascinated with it. And always as a child was like, I hope one day I live in New York. It was just kind of a wish I had. I rem- This is weird, but I'd never, I've never said this out loud, but I would wish every year for my birthday to live in New York when I grew up. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I can say it out loud now because it came true, <laughs> but I would wish that. And then all my passwords, this maybe I shouldn't be saying because some of them, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Most of them are, but my passwords would be New York for a lot of things and with, you know, other characters. So don't worry. It's secure. Okay. But that was like one thing that I just would always do. And, and Nick, my boyfriend came to my childhood bedroom and I had like all of these like a Broadway sign and like a big apple, just like stuff over the years that my uncle had given me. So I was just always kind of enamored by it, but I forgot about it as I grew up because I didn't really have an opportunity to come here. I didn't move. I went to college in the exact same. I grew up in a college town. I went to college in a college town that I grew up in, in Michigan. And I'd never lived outside of the Midwest, outside of Michigan. And I moved away about an hour and a half away from where I grew up, which I liked and I loved where I was and I love Detroit where I was living and it was great, but I still felt like I wanted to leave Michigan and live further away from where I grew up. That was just important to me and something I'd wanted to do for a really long time. And I'd kind of ruled out New York as even an option because it didn't seem like a financially smart choice. But then I had a career opportunity to come here and or an opportunity where I could keep my same career and come here. And I just took it. I, I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be interesting. I keep saying, I'll learn something. I'll, it's a good life episode. Like I'll, it will help me in many ways. I love the thing I love most about New York is being able to walk everywhere. I, I love that. I love all the choices and how much I can see. And it feels so different from where I grew up here. And I, in this way that I, I really enjoy. And I think every day here has felt 
I've only been here less than a month and every day here has felt honestly really magical. Like there's just a weird magical thing that happens. Like I was in a coffee shop and then this wall street journal photographer interviewed me that like, that wasn't going to happen where I grew up, you know? And they're just like a, a funny thing I'll see on the street or every day here has just been really interesting and it hasn't all been super easy, but it all really has felt magical. And I just, like it. It's also summer, so I'm a little bit like nervous about when it gets cold, but it just... But it's, it's cold in Detroit, That's too. true, but in Detroit, like I get into my warm car from my warm apartment, and then I go into the warm place I'm going, where here there isn't that. Oh. There's more walking and... Yeah, no miniskirts yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Lots of layers. Well, I think New York is going to be a great place for you, because you're such a go-getter, and that's New York, and there's so much high... There's a lot of energy here and there's a lot of people doing amazing things and people are setting trends here and that's what you do. So, you you know, you're going from a small pond to a big pond with a lot of amazing people around you. Thank you. And I, I already feel that like just what I was saying to you earlier before we started recording, like I'm, I'm able to do this. I'm able to record things in person. Mm -hmm. I did everything for, I've been doing my podcast for like five years and I did it all for my little apartment over Skype and I've since I've been here I haven't recorded anything over Skype. I've done everything in person. I've just been going to more things. I've been saying yes to more things and it just feels good. Like it feels like where I'm supposed to be right now. You're expanding your opportunities. Yeah. Okay. So um so that's one of your wishes then really to really to get something different out of being in New York to expand your opportunities to to what else so tell me like what other things what other wishes you have for yourself that's a really good question I haven't really thought about that too much but I, I think what's coming to mind is I know it's stretching myself I think I was very comfortable where I was and this mm-hmm. is I don't want to say it's uncomfortable because I don't think growth has to be uncomfortable I think sometimes it can be but it's stretching me it's making me you know, I, I'm not great with directions and I'm having to learn how to navigate New York city and navigate the subway. And, you know, it was very cleansing moving here. Like I, I have hardly any things. I got rid of most of everything I own. Like as of right now, I have no furniture. I am really figuring out what I need and how to be in a space that this, this city is about being out, not as much being in my space. And I spent a lot of time inward. And I think my years here in New York will be outward years where I'm out and doing things and going to things. That, that's what I want for them. That's kind of my, my big wish is to like learn about myself, be mm-hmm. inspired, be inspired by the city and the people here and create content, whatever that is, create art, like be creative with whatever it is that can inspire me by being here. I can't imagine you being more inspired and more creative <laughs> than you already are. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, this, this might be a good thing for you to know. And, and Nick, my boyfriend is here laughing. Maybe you hear it, but I say this all the time and you know what I'm going to say, but for the past several podcast episodes, I've been saying and asking the people I have on about mm-hmm. this, if they've ever felt this way, because I can feel like a master of none because I do a lot, <laughs> but I feel like I don't do any of it all that well. Like I'm, you know, I wrote a, I write, I wrote a book, I do a podcast, I do a bunch of things, but I feel like sometimes I'm stretched so thin that I, I'm not putting 100% of my effort into one thing. I'm putting like 40% of my effort into a lot of things. So mm-hmm. that's something maybe, and I think 
I've talked to you about that, even with the feng shui consultations we've done in the past, like it maybe has come up, but like, that's just something that is constantly in the back of my mind if I should hone in in one area. But I think that's just not really my personality. Like, I don't think I'm meant to do that. I think Mm -hmm. I am kind of a dabbler and I'm just becoming okay with that. But I think that is something that like being here in New York, I want to focus on the podcast and I want to build that. I want to focus on what is working in my life and that right now is the podcast. Okay. So, um, so what I'm hearing is that by being here in New York, you really, um, want to grow and you want to be out more. So you want to, so that, that, um, connects with the fame and recognition area, the feng shui map. So, and it relates to fire, which relates to passion and inspiration and, and creativity. And I think that's something you really want to work on. So you want to really cultivate that area which is related to fire cool and fire energy and it relates to summer too but being out in the world and being instead of staying inside mm-hmm. it's just being really out and that's also what new york's about like we have such small apartments we got to be yeah out in the world more and also you know new york really sets the stage and the trends and the tone for everything else and and you can really make a big influence here. So I think that's great. So we'll work yeah. on maybe that area, the fame and recognition area, because you're already pretty well known and recognized, but you can always grow that. And um, I remember your, what's your, your zodiac is your horse? Taurus. Oh yeah, oh, horse. Chinese zodiac. Mm-hmm. And then your, um, and that's also related to fire actually. Oh, um, the horse is related to the fire. That's and interesting because I'm always cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you're burning yourself out. Maybe. Ma- oh, maybe. But <laughs> your your um and your numerology is water. I remember it was a one. Yeah. So then, I have to do the math to figure out what year you're in. So, because I'm a six and I'm in one. So. Seven, eight, nine, one. So two, three, four. Two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so you're five. So you're in a year of transition, actually. Oh, I think you. Well, that I don't know sense. if you remember when we talked a few years ago. I told you that. Yeah, yeah. That yes, I do. So this is a year of transition for you. You're um, in a place where you have to really reinvent yourself Ooh. and kind of look at what's happening, what's been going on in your life, and what you need to let go of, and what you need to yes. focus on and cultivate. And it's kind of like, like you said, it's, you're stretching yourself this year. And I like how you said it doesn't have to be painful, but it is a kind of pain, Yeah. but it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can, there can be a lot of growth from it and you can look at it as a way to, um, really expand yourself and learn from it. And, and like you said, grow from it rather Mm -hmm. than it detracting from anything. You're not losing anything. You're gaining. Yeah. Oh, that feels so comforting and good to hear because yeah, I mean, there's so much of this that like, that is what I want. That truly is what I want. I think I'm actually healthiest and happiest when I'm out and engaging and interacting in the world and in community and with around people and meeting Mm -hmm. people. But I have to really push myself actually to do that because I tend to be naturally a homebody. Like I want to stay in. I want to just like be with like myself or one other person. I'm an only child. I'm very good at being on my own. It's almost hard for me to like really let people in until I do. And then they're like Mm -hmm. in. Um, And so it's something that even when you were saying that like, oh, New York, it's all about being 
out in the world and we have small apartments, part of me was like clenching up of like, oh, but I like to stay in and be cozy. And so I think it'll be like a balance of charging myself up with some introvert time. And that's why my space is really important. So I can do that there. Mm -hmm. It's like a little oasis within the madness Mm -hmm. and then be charged up and like energized to be out in the world and Mm -hmm. do the things I want to do. Yeah, I think that's really important. Well, that's what I do too when I work with people. And I think especially being mostly in New York, because we have such small spaces and we're mm-hmm. out all the time, it's that's why it's ever so more important that your home really is supportive and relaxing. Be- and that's why people in New York really want relaxing homes mm-hmm. because it's so crazy outside. And then yeah. you want to come home to a place that can be nourishing and supportive and really allow you to have your your space and your internal space. So mm-hmm. we'll work on that too. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you want to focus on? Any other wishes? Uh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned this on the walk over some of the different areas to focus on in mm-hmm. life of like career or money or physical health. And one thing that I haven't like vocal, I haven't vocalized this or said it out loud, but I guess it's been twirling around in my head is the fact of like, sometimes I can be so controlling of it's a, I don't know if it's character flaw or just a characteristic of myself, but I, and you know, in the past I've used it like in really negative ways, but I try to control all these areas of my life. And I think with New York, so much is uncontrollable mm-hmm. and even with like transportation is a good example. Like that's super uncontrollable here where, where I live, you know, you get in your car and it's basically the same no matter what. And the thing here that I think that will be good for me. I think the, I can be someone who's like very indecisive. I can be someone who's, you know, trying to control and like live in this very controlled way, especially with like food and body and exercise. And Mm -hmm. I think all of that is kind of, complicated here and I think that is really healthy for me actually even though it scares me of like I felt like I was really I had finally gotten into like a really good healthy place with all of that where I was but here I'm hoping to be able to keep that same level of health with all of that here and I think my home life is really important for that of like having this place where I know I feel safe and I can live the way I want to live and eat the way I want to eat and like be able to go to the places I want to go. And that was one, one of the big reasons of like why I chose the place I chose was to keep the cost in a, in a place where I had the money to actually experience the city and also experience the wellness things that I like experiencing, you know, whether that's exercise classes or, you know, the food that I want to eat that can be expensive. So that was one of the things that I wanted to keep the overhead as low as possible so I could experience. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, one thing that I, that I see when you talk about control is that maybe you want to have a bit more flexibility, Mm -hmm. right? And to be able to adapt. Yes. To the situation, to be better at that new situation. Mm -hmm. But also you see that in New York, um, you'll need to be more flexible and things aren't going to be as convenient. Yeah. The quality of life is a little bit different. Yeah. But there's, there's, you know, you get something for that. You get a lot more culture here. Yeah. But, uh, so flexibility, that's actually related to the wood element actually. So like, um, one way that we could cultivate more flexibility, which is something I know you already want is to have some plants. So plants, 
the green houseplants can create more love, more flexibility, more life energy. But really, it teaches a lot of flexibility in a really um, literal way. Like, you have to take care of the mm -hmm. plants and you can't um, force something on a plant, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be really flexible and adapt to what they need. But um, just the presence of plants creates more flexibility and more growth so maybe we'll we'll do that add like cool. strategically add some plants to your space yes and i love plants so okay. that's exciting and then um so there's flexibility that you need but you also want to take care of yourself right mm -hmm. so that's nourish self-nourishment so you want to take care of yourself by being more flexible mm -hmm. okay so Earth, so earth is um, related to self self nourishment or self care. So. Cool, but you're pretty good at that, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. Um, anything else? No, I think. I guess the biggest other thing is just this isn't related to a specific area, but just I am so spatially oriented. Like I'm just someone who really it's important for me that the space feels like mine. It's mm -hmm. so, I, I don't know. I guess that's a question I have for you. Like, is that, I don't think everyone is like that. Like, is it, are people more inclined to be susceptible to being like affected by the spaces that they're in and other people just like, don't really notice it. Like, I guess I'm just curious about, I'm like interviewing you now. Um, I think most people that I work with are really affected by their spaces mm -hmm. and that's probably why they come to me. Right. I'm sure there's people who are, there's some people that are like, oh, I don't have to have a nice home. I can mm -hmm. just like stay at a hotel and yeah. not have a place and be a nomad. But I think for the most part, the people that I encounter, it, the home is really, really right. important. Because one, maybe they didn't have a stable home growing up. Or it's just like having a place that you can call your own, a place that you can have control of it. Like, yeah. like your pen is where you left it. Right. And a place where you feel safe, a place that has your energy of space that you created for yourself and that you can feel comfortable. Like, for instance, we were at your yeah. your apartment earlier and it was really uncomfortable because we thought it was going to be ready for you, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So even just like having not it not being ready for you, th there's construction going on. Everything was like out of place. Yeah. There was stuff in the hallway like... It was a mess. It was a mess. And and I think for all, you know, for you, me and Nick, it was really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So it really affected us. And then yes. we were like standing in the hallway. We didn't want to like say, we didn't want to, we didn't know, like we didn't have anywhere to put our stuff down. We couldn't yeah. sit down. It was a mess. It was a mess. So, so I totally think that your space really, your environment really affects you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's even more important for you because you're not just sleeping here. You're going to be working here too. Right. So that's the challenge. So we're looking at this room, which is a good size for New York and it has good light and that's really important. And then we're going to look at how to create like your sleep space and a workspace and, and be able to create a little bit of separation, but also make it a space that you'll feel really comfortable and it has good flow and mm -hmm. um, we'll be able to support you and has good feng shui. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I guess Inside we can just... It dive into it okay so we're gonna post um the floor plan a better i'm gonna drop a be better version of this <laughs> that we can put up on the podcast website on yours and mine but um 
So the first, actually, the first thing I noticed was that before I got there, so I biked up to the apartment building, and I noticed that there was a church next door, a couple doors away. And what did Nick say it was? What kind of church was it? Uh, Croatian? It looked like a Croatian Christian church. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> and so in feng shui, actually, if you have a church or even like um, a playground or a cemetery nearby, it's actually a very yin space. So yin and yang. Yang is like life affirming. Like yang is like the sun. Yang is very bright. Yang is um, a lot of powerful energy like noon mm-hmm. whereas yin is like without life so it's like the moon it's like midnight it's dark it's cold it's receding so okay. the reason why it's a yin space is that it's not because there's anything bad about it being a church or anything negative it's just that it's not occupied all the right. time not like a home mm-hmm. and it's occupied at different time, not the same time so like at night it's an empty space mm-hmm. so it it attracts different energies. So um, what we'll do is when you move into the space, we'll do a blessing on your, your room to kind of one, to clear any energy from the previous occupant and to create like a f- clean slate. So it's um, a positive space that's going to have your energy, which is really cool. important. And then also to, we're going to do something called sealing the doors. So we'll seal like your windows and doors. So any kind of that yin energy will not be able to come into your room. And also any other like negative energies can't enter your room. So we'll do that separately. And then the second thing I noticed is when we walked in, well, the, so the neighborhood is good. It's very vibrant. That's positive. There's Mm. trees. So there's good life energy in that sense. And then um, the building is well kept. Like the hallways were clean. So that's good. And then we, the apartment's clean. The only thing is like, as soon as we walked into your bedroom, the door opens one the wrong way and we couldn't even open it all the way. We could only open it like what, like 50 degrees yeah, yeah, or 60 degrees because it hit the floor. Hit the floor. Right. So right. Nick examined it and it looked like I think the it's kind of falling off the hinges a little bit and it's really heavy and so we gave Nick some homework he's gonna try to fix the door yeah I have to peel the bottom of the door so it doesn't scrape the floor anymore right is that yes. what we said yeah. yes because it's blocking my so your, your the door to your bedroom especially so the bedroom is really important when in this case it's your room mm-hmm. in in someone else's apartment you're in yeah. a shared situation but it rep- so it really represents how the energy comes to you personally how your opportunities come to you how energy how um relation how you'll meet people like all this how the good energy is going to come to you all comes through that door and the fact that you can't open the door all the way it's a lot of things yeah (laughs) so like i mean we literally have to you literally have to come into the door and think about every day you're gonna go home you're like yeah i know you're like i can't open the door all the way i can't get my stuff through like oh so he's scraping the floor makes a weird sound yeah Yeah. so in uh, over time it's like you'll get used to it but it's like 
it's just like another block every day that you're encountering. Yeah. And it's the first thing that you encounter before you enter your space. So it really, it, it starts to wear you down. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we fix that door. Okay. And can it's, we hire someone to do that? Yeah, you out. can hire someone no, to do it. it. I think I got you it. You really can? I think so. Oh, you're the best. I don't know. I don't have any tools. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm clear. <laughs> okay, so um, so that's really important. And I know it and it opens the wrong way. It should really open into your space, but that's. I think it'll be okay. My last drawer was like that too. Okay. Well, because like the thing is when... It's not as easy for the energy to come in, but we can't easily... Re- it's not easy to rehang the door. Oh, the no, my way. other one wasn't. Never mind. No, <laughs> so just know that, um, okay. that it's going to be a little bit more challenging, but I think we have to... You know, you're going to work really hard to br- to attract energy to you in general, but I think we really got to work on the door. So we got to fix the door so it can open all the way. And no okay. matter what you do, don't, don't like start piling stuff on back of the, the back of the door so you can't open it. A lot of times I go into people's homes and they have so much stuff in back of their door that they, they can't go into it. So like every day you're just like, oh, I have to go in sideways yeah. through my door. The door is hard to open. Like there's a lot yeah. of layers of subconscious um, blocks that you, that mm. get um, blocked. Yeah, they get blocked for you by just your front door. Yeah. And this is your front door. So, um, so I think that's really important. And I didn't, I was so caught up with the door hitting the floor that I didn't notice if it creaked or anything, but if it creaks, you should definitely oil it because it's another thing like a squeaky door after time, that crying noise affects you day after day after day. And it starts wearing you down and it affects your, your happiness and your comfort level. And someone is always hearing me like leave and Mm -hmm. come in and, could I could feel like that's annoying to someone else, and then that I can just feel me taking that on. Although there is something that well, let, let me know if you think this is good or not. Well, actually, I was gonna say maybe you put a chime on your door, but I don't know if you need it because it's squeaking. Well, no, not because it's squeaking. So you can be so you would know if someone was opening your door, right? Uh-huh. Oh. So it, it allows you to feel more safe. That makes sense. But is it going to bother you if you, if, but then every time you open the door, your roommate will hear you. That's okay. Okay. It's, she's on the opposite end. She's like way on the opposite end of the apartment. So. Yeah. So that would be okay. Okay. So that's something we do too, because the door is opening um, not into the room, but out of the room. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to do it. So you can get, get like a bell or something. Okay. Okay. And another big issue that came up with this room is that when we came in, your roommate was telling us how there's actually a window that's been blocked up in the closet that they were re-bricking. Yeah. Okay. So, so windows represent the eyes of the inhabitants and also the mouth of like the voice of the children in the home. So there's no children in the home, but, um... But it's something to think about because it can mean that there's like an inner voice that's been cut off. Okay. Or it could mean that um, you're not seeing clearly. So, for instance, like you always want to keep your windows clean to, so you can see things around you clearly that your eyes are open to the world. So the fact that there's a window that was blocked up 
means and it's in the closet so it's something that's hidden mm. so what we could do is um when we go there we can set up some mirrors to kind of on the inside of that closet to and we can energetically open it back up again cool but like one of my teachers actually has a story where I can't remember exactly, but something like she found out like all these windows were blocked up in the home and it turned out like it was like a home where like children were being like abused and, and it was, and that's what it, rep- yes. but it, what it represents is like the voice of children being cut off. So, and oh, it wow. could mean like you're something, some like inner being in this, your inner child. Yeah. yeah. And also that what you're, what you're seeing, you're not seeing things clearly in the world yeah. or people can't clearly see you. Ooh. So I think we should definitely work on that. Can I mention something about the closet that I think is relevant? Yes. I will have to be sharing part of that with the roommate. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So half of that closet, not half, like part of it will be mm-hmm. her winter coats. Okay. So that'll be okay. We can work okay. on that. But um, we still have to, you know, address the window. Okay. Okay. And... Um, Okay, so another thing I noticed, and I, I think by the time the podcast comes up, we'll have like some kind of good solution for this, mm-hmm. or we'll figure it out right now. Um, so you can't really have your bed in command in the generic command position. So the command position, I don't know if Nick knows, is basically... I think I told you about this a little bit, like where the mafia guy wants to sit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Andrew just talked about this in my podcast. Let's just go over it again. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, please, for everyone. Okay. But also, so for I everyone. was just excited because it's like my favorite thing yeah. you've taught me. <laughs> so you, so where the command, the commanding position governs where you want to locate yourself in relationship to the door of a room. So for instance, your bed, your desk, your stove are one of the most important things to position in this way, in the commanding position. Your desk represents your career, your stove represents your wealth and how you nourish yourself in the world, and your bed represents you, because you spend a lot of passive time sleeping. So you want to be, you want to place your bed such that when you're laying in bed, you can see the door, but you're not in line with the door. So you don't want to set it up, like, so if we set up Katie's bed where um, it makes the most sense right now, which is with the headboard, on um, the doors, uh, the door side of the, the left side, because I'm going to position it this way. Yeah. The okay. left side of the floor plan with the headboard over here, you're going to be right in line with the door. Mm. So actually, that could lead so that energy coming in could lead to um, headaches, um, any kind of illness that where the the she or the energy comes in and it also energetically what it represents is that you're not um you're not able to see what's coming to you whether it's it's, um opportunities or surprises and you can be easily surprised you're in a kind of dangerous position and so the whole mafia bus thing is like where would the mafia bus sit in a restaurant and a lot of men are like this i don't know if you're like this but they don't want to sit at a restaurant with the back facing the door i'm like this when I'm working from a coffee shop, when we're finding a place yeah. to sit in the, you I'm get, very, the I always get the yeah. corner in the back ever since you taught me this. And I learned about it in a college class. This was like the thing that we, it's so important for me for some reason, like no matter where I am, but especially in my room, but even like where I go out to dinner, I always want that seat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. yeah. yeah. But you, wow. can't, you can't always both be in that seat. Right. No, someone's got to have their back to like the rest of the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay for me if it's like you, because I know that like as long as one of us has it, it's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that means Nick, because you're letting Nick protect you. Yeah. 
So, because like, for instance, a teacher, it's better for a teacher to be in the command position of a classroom and the students to not be in command because you don't want the students to control the class. You want the teacher to oh, control yeah. the class. So actually, someone wrote an Should article recently. Yeah. Like someone told, uh, sent me an article or um, quoted me in an article recently, uh-huh. but they took some liberties and they were like, <laughs> oh, like, is it OK if we write that like... Um, like a live in the living room, we should make sure that everyone can be sitting in command and not facing and facing the door. And I said, well, but it doesn't. I would never. I would never say that because not everyone can be in the in command. Right. There's got to be a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy in everything in nature. <laughs> like not everyone can be. That would be weird if everyone was yeah, sitting and everyone facing the door. door. Yeah. So I said, you know, so, somebody, some people are not going to be. And in they'll command. be protected by but the other people. Exactly. So it's okay to not always be in command. But for instance, if you're you want your bed to be in command, or if you're doing like maybe you're at an important job interview. You would want to decide: Do you want the person, the interviewer, to be in mm. command, or do you want do you want them to feel like they're in control? Like, there's a lot of things. Like, my sister, for instance, is a psychiatrist, and she um, she actually said for psychiatrists, you never want to be oh, you never want to have the patient between you and the door because in case something happens, you want to be able to run out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh wow. So yeah, so it's the opposite. Hmm. But but then maybe the t- the patient feels like they're in control. Yeah. Which is probably good for but them in for yeah. the session. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's but then some sense. patients probably want to be close to the door so they can escape. So I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> in any case, so the bed, we so the bed um, easily fits on this side where you're not in command. So we could possibly do that. And we're probably going to take this off the podcast and really okay. get into this later. But um if you did want to put your bed against this wall, we would have to set up a mirror so you could, like a mirror probably here or something, so you could, it reflects the door. No, it would probably be here in this corner by the window so you could see, when you're laying in bed, you could see the door. So that's a way to work on the situation okay. without putting your bed in command because you have a radiator over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that's important for you being in command. And then because you work from home, we also want your desk in command. So we don't, ideally, we don't want to have your back facing the door. So again, that means that you're not going to be able to see opportunities come to you. You can be surprised. And um, a lot of like, a lot of opportunities can pass you by. I don't want that. No. (laughs) So we'll find a way. So if we have to put your bed against your your your, um, desk against the wall, we could set up a mirror so you could see behind you. Okay. Okay. So we'll work on that, and then um, let's see. So we'll probably work on that separately, but because it's harder to explain that in the podcast, but. We'll definitely do that. Okay. And then... um, And we'll have photos when it's all done for people to see. Okay. And then the fame and recognition. So so if we lay the feng shui map on your bedroom, we're going to divide this into a three three by three grid. This is the fame area of a bedroom. This is in your book. Yeah. So I think this is really important because this is one of the most important things you wanted to work on, being inspired being um out more in the world and and that's gonna help your career it's gonna help your personal life and just help you stretch yourself mm-hmm. and um and also maybe focus more and focus more on your podcast so i'm wondering 
plants we'll have to do something. there. Plants would be really good, actually. If we put... There's that book where she had that bookshelf yeah. that I mm-hmm. could go there with plants on it, maybe. That's a good idea because plants, what plants do is they feed fire, right? Plant. So a plant oh. is like wood right? and wood feeds the fire. So that's going to, that's a really great idea. Okay. So and maybe that's where it was actually. Yeah. So we could either do three, five or nine plants. Okay. And you can get those at nine. Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. Nine's a lot, but you can I'm get nine little ones. Nine. I had like nine almost in my old room. I think I now have five because you yeah, have I gave five, them to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe we should start with five, and then I okay. could always upgrade to nine. Okay, I think five would be great. And what we could do is you can just pick five plants that you like, and then because I see that you actually need a lot of the five elements, we'll just maybe get a different. You could either, you know, what could be fun? Like you can get either different color pots for each of the five element colors. Okay. The five element colors are white for metal. Um, yellow f- for earth, black for water, blue or green for wood, and red for fire. So you could either get... It's like a lot of color. I think it's yeah. too much color for Okay, me. so what you can do is get white, get okay. all white pots, yeah, and like then either put like a ribbon of okay. each color on it or get like... Do you have nail polish in those colors or paints? Okay. You could just like do put like a do a dot or okay. do like little... Like Even a, a, little mar- design. a Sharpie. Yeah. But okay. make it pretty. Okay. So you like it. Okay. So, um, can I ask a yeah. question? Uh-huh. What's the significance of three, five, and nine? Yeah. What is, what's that all about? So, what th- happens if you do four plants? So, <laughs> so three. I just tried, I was like, okay, Andrew yeah, says five. Gotta have five. <laughs> gotta have five. <laughs> so three represents, um, new beginnings. So three is an auspicious number, and three represents new beginnings. It's like, like, for instance, you have mother, son, child or mother, mother, father, child. And so that's like a new beginning. It's like a family. Um, Cause like one is just like a dot. Two is like you go between the two dots. It's like, it's just going back and forth. It's like two dimensional and three is like where movement starts to happen. So three is new beginnings. Five represents the five elements, which is a balance. And then nine is a really auspicious number in feng shui where it represents transitions. It's like the last whole number Right. There's nine spaces and it's um, it's a number of transition and it's auspicious. So cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so nine would be the best. But five is like, OK. Right. Because it's a small space. Yeah. It might be overwhelmed. It might be a jungle in there. With you don't want the plants, plants to take over. Yeah. We'll start with five and I can also work up to nine. Yeah. You get like four additional tiny air plants. Yeah. True. Well, they should all kind of have something in common. So you could do the five air plants. Um, just do something that, or sorry, four air plants. Um, we need to just tie them all together. Okay. In some way, like either putting so a red ribbon. The same kind of plant? No. Like well, they don't have to be the same kind of plant, but I would tie them together with like either putting a red ribbon on each of them, or having the same pot on each for each of them, or like doing the colors, and we'll figure out what works best for you. Okay, cool. Um, so I think that's really great. And then I wonder if, is there anything that you have that really, or do you have like a altar or do you well, do any I, of that? Okay, so I have a, furniture wise, I have um, a trunk that mm-hmm. was not really furniture, but I have a trunk that I like keep things in. It used to be my mom's. That's like the only big item of thing I have. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to figure out where to put that in the room. But and that, what does that represent, the trunk? 
it, it's where I put like all my like important things, basically, mm-hmm. like my passport and my checkbook and anything like that I put in there and I also like on the back of it I, I used to have my vision board I think it is still there and so when sometimes when it's open like that's there just mm-hmm. like important things I'll, I'll put there so that's I don't know it's kind of like an important thing okay so we'll try to maybe we can fit that there and if not I think this would be a great place like for a vision board or anything too okay, in your, in your for things that are related to like being out in the world Photos more or, okay. exactly cool like maybe some people Polaroids. you want to meet, people you okay. want to connect with, like you want to be in the New York Times, whatever. Put it all there. Okay, sweet. Okay. I'll make a, a collage or something. Okay. And then the plants will also help with the flexibility. Okay. That you want. I'm so glad we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Normally people would take notes. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, let's see. One th- other yeah. thing uh-huh. that is relevant and I know you're not going to like already. Okay, what? I, since I don't have that much storage space, I have the, those drawers for oh. under the bed. And I know under the bed stuff isn't great. <laughs> you look, look so is, there a way to, is there a way to cleanse? Can I just sage that? Well, I just don't know what else what, to okay. do. So what do you, um, what, what are you going to store under your bed? Well, I don't know. I just know, like, probably some clothes because... I'm not going to have a full closet and mm-hmm. right now I'm okay, but I'm going to have to put like my, my summer things under there when it's winter and my winter things under there when it's summer mm-hmm. and maybe just like a few other items that I don't need on like a daily basis, but I can like extra bags or whatever where I can't store them somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> well, okay. So, all right. Just to let the listeners know, ideally it's not good to have anything under your bed. One, because you want to have, like, the chi flow all around you when you're sleeping. It's more healthy. Um, so even, like, platform beds that are all the way to the floor are not good feng shui. Also, did that bed that she had, she didn't have a headboard, right? No. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay. So, um, so and you're also take, taking a used bed, so we'll have to talk about oh that, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's so many things. But, well, you, I can help you. Okay, okay. okay. So, Thank goodness. Okay, so under the bed. So... If you have to have things, and I understand people are low on space, so you have to have stuff. It's okay if you keep things like summer clothes. Ideally, you want to keep like soft things like blankets, pillows, linens, towels, things like that. Nothing that's um, no guns, no no, uh, ex-boyfriend things. Nothing like emotionally charged or negative. Because when you're sleeping... Everything underneath you affects you. It's like um, you're you're in this passive yin state. Yeah. And so you're absorbing everything. And to sleep over stuff like that every night, it just like affects you. And so it can create subconscious blocks and unconscious blocks in your life. So and you're holding it really, really close to you. Like think about how many hours you sleep in bed and all that all that energy is affecting you and you're in this passive state where you're absorbing that energy even more so. So, um, so if you have to, I would say clothes are okay. I wouldn't put shoes cause shoes are kind of a little active. Okay. Like shoes are about walking and moving mm-hmm. yeah. and so oh, yeah. Yeah. soft clothes and then, um, so summer clothes, totally fine. If you have to, yes. Okay. And if you have no choice. Not the best though. What about coats in the winter? Like for yeah, the, in the I think if you have to, you can. Okay, I think but, I do. Okay, you, you also have your closet. So. Yeah. yeah. So don't, but don't keep 
try not to keep shoes under there or anything okay. like like books because it also depends like maybe you're are you a, um a heavy sleeper or very yeah. heavy sleeper. okay so that's good too so people who are really um, sensitive to sleep may or can't sleep well, like the shoes are not a good idea because it's a lot of activity, okay. but maybe it'll be okay for you. So try it out. Okay. But I wouldn't put anything like paperwork or okay, keep that like in that. the trunk. Yeah. Keep that somewhere else. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm a, like very heavy sleeper. I fall asleep in 10 seconds flat. Stay asleep. Yeah. Mid conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how my husband is too. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like as soon as the TV goes on in bed, he's like yep. out. <laughs> or anytime he's like horizontal he's out yeah um okay so and then okay so you don't have a headboard are you gonna maybe buy a headboard can you should buy, one? I buy a headboard yeah so you should <laughs> okay. because it represents stability and stability stability in your relationship and it connects Ooh. both sides of the bed so it's really important all right wait what's connected on the other side of the bed well it connects both sides of the bed when you like connect if the you're head- on one side of the bed, and oh, on the yeah, other gotcha, side of the bed. gotcha. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like the your side and her side of the bed. It can it I creates a like connection. Two headboards no. across from each other. <laughs> no, it can it creates stability in our, your relationship. We want stability in we our relationship and connection. <laughs> yeah, and we um, need a headboard. <laughs> yeah, and it t- it keeps you together. Okay. Oh, we guess we need a headboard. But, get a headboard. but no headboard, headboard with no like headboard that like is like metal bars because that's like. Being in jail. jail. <laughs> okay, we don't want that. You want something sturdy, and it should be attached to the bed. Because sometimes okay. people put up like a, like something up against the yeah. wall, and it's not really connected to the bed. You really want it to connect the bed. How do we connect? This is a question for offline. We'll figure that. Well, out. Well, you, you'd have to get like a new. Bed? Well, I think the no. bed frame bed looks frame. like one of those bed frames that comes with the mattress, so you can usually screw it on to the. Okay. We'll or maybe you just buy a bed frame. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got this. We got it. Okay. And then, um, what was the other thing? Use oh, use bed. Yeah. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll clear the bed when I go there. Sage? Um, no, I'm going to do a feng shui thing. Cool. So I'll do a, the a thing. No, not even the oh, orange. Okay. Something else. Okay. <laughs> so well, maybe like, we can record that so people can hear yeah. natural yeah. sound. It's, um, it's like, it's called a nine star clearing. So I do a pattern. I'll do a pattern with this mudra on the Sweet. thing and clear the energy and I'll you, you do a path based on the bagua. Cool. Um, and we'll do that. We'll just do it on every furniture piece. So Amazing. clear the energy unless actually, I mean, she left. Well, you still want to clear the energy of the bed, but the person that um, left. left is actually has really good. chi. like she's getting married. Right. Mm-hmm. So when someone gets married, they actually have unlimited amounts of positive because it's a, especially on their wedding day. There's actually a feng shui take some cure. Some of that chi. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some of your chi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a feng shui cure like for people who want to get married to like oh. go to a wedding and you catch do. Catch okay. <laughs> kind of you you catch their energy. So like oh. you give them in a ceremonial way. You give them like a certain like nine objects, certain objects to touch, and then it gets imbued with that energy of that day, that happy, positive, like energy. Because it's like boundless how much positive energy um, is with you on your wedding day. Cool. And so. I, people have I've been told that some people that really want to get married will like just you can do this you can go to city hall and just have like people as soon as they get married like touch <laughs> all this so thing yeah, so. so funny yeah so yeah so it's it has good energy and we'll still clear the energy but they'll still obviously 
be good energy there. Although she was there for six years, so. Yeah, so ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then what else? So we'll just touch on one other thing, thing and then we'll sign off. Um, okay. Let's see. So you wanted to hmm, focus on your podcast, have more flexibility. We talked about just the wood. Just focus in general, and that's something that... On my in my other space, mm-hmm. I was feeling this whole master of none situation. I remember that's why you told me to put the mirror. Yeah, above did my that head. help? Uh, You're like, no. <laughs> well, I feel yeah. Actually, I feel less like a master of none now, or or I guess I'm just like this is how I am, and I'm gonna just embrace it. Yeah, because I was actually what I was gonna. That's the first thing that came to mind is to have you put the three inch round mirror above your um, desk when you're sitting there to focus yourself. Um, I think also you were in command of your space before you were in the right mm-hmm. position. Um, Bed and desk. Yeah. Another, w- did we create, I think I'm thinking here actually though, we might want to create a separation. Um, some, I was thinking maybe you buy like one of those freestanding desks or no, sorry, freestanding um, shelves to kind of separate your bed from the rest of the space actually to i don't know if we have enough room we'll have to lay it out okay because i think that might help too because it's not like um some people actually like when they have like a studio space and they have their desk next to their bed they have a really hard time focusing because they're always like i could be getting sleepy or whatever or not want to focus on it so having like a visual separation can help a lot too so i think maybe we'll do that um But I really, the first thing that came to mind was that mirror. So we should do it again. Maybe we need, to, well, you know what I'll teach you, which I didn't really teach you before is um, there's a special way to empower the object with your cool. intention and we'll do that and it'll make it more, more effective for you. Cool. And then let's see what else. So your closet and the window is in your knowledge and your career area. So I think it's really, I think there's a window over here. Where do you? It was there. Okay. So the window is in knowledge. So yeah, I think it's really important that we adjust that because there's that. knowledge. Well, it's that closed up window too. And and your inner child is, some inner child is being shut up there, like closed off. And then it opened up and it's been closed off again. Yeah. You know? It's very traumatic. It is. For my inner child. I know. So we don't want, we don't want to. Um, silence your inner child and then and then your career we don't want to have things hidden in your career it's not that closets always represent things hidden but I think that it can um, it might be a thing for you and also especially if your roommate's going to take a portion of that yeah so maybe we'll have to decide I think maybe you should keep her stuff on this side side okay Mm -hmm. on the knowledge side and not on the career side Mm -hmm. we don't want to block your career we want your stuff in the career yeah Yeah. okay i can spare a little knowledge (laughs) okay (laughs) okay and then um and then another important thing i think for you is just that we don't that we i think we should definitely have something in the middle of the room whether it's like a rug or if we put a divider or something because um people have the tendency to put all their furniture around the perimeter and then the space inside is empty and that often leads to earth imbalances and earth is if you remember it relates to like self-care yeah so sometimes it's like people work so hard to take care of other people and they don't take care of themselves so they're really empty inside and they're trying to fill up that space and that's what that can represent having like the center empty okay 
Okay, so we're gonna wrap yeah. up the podcast. Do you have any, actually? Do you have any questions? Or I don't have any questions, but I feel like we should record like a little follow up once it's done. Yeah. And share people because I feel like this is like a to be continued you know it is a to be continued which is very exciting yeah but I feel like if I was listening to this I'd want to be like well, what happens to the room is she okay yeah <laughs> and then her knowledge and then yeah and Nick's is gonna take pictures okay? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pictures. Yeah. yeah cool okay thank you so much Angie you're welcome Thanks, this is amazing you're welcome Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of Holistic Spaces and Feng Shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.